Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Sunday evening, Monday morning. A little late on Victory Sunday, but it is what it is. We are glad to be with you here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you're getting your podcast from. We appreciate our listeners, especially our great servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Hope you were able to go and see them this week if you were in Starkville, and a lot of you were. Big crowds for both men's and women's basketball this weekend. Big crowds coming next weekend with baseball. Go by there, take care of yourself, give yourself a little treat, a little shot of afternoon uh, motivation, if you will, or a sweet treat after a Bulldog victory. Nothing could be finer. I'll tell you, it is a place that just – does magical things you know i just brought the, the 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 word of the lord to a group of people yeah and it was fueled by strange brew coffee house they, 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 they powered me through i would encourage you whether you're you know talking about the goodness of, of our lord and savior jesus christ or whether you're talking about mississippi state with brian haydad or whether brian's talking about it with joel t coleman mm-hmm. the t stands for according to some totally worthless but oh, still that's still not, come on now. still stop like that whatever you're doing today yeah Whatever you're doing today, it could be fueled by Strange Brew Coffee House. And if you just need to treat yourself, yeah. go next door. Blessed be the caffeinated, for they shall deliver the good word. Also, I like want to thank that. you. Like that? It's nice. There you go. That can be that can be on a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to thank our other sponsor uh, over at College Corner. Not too late to get some opening day gear at College Corner. You can go to collegecornerstore.com or shop either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And you can have that brand new M over S hat or hoodie or T-shirt rocking this weekend at Diddy Noble Field. Get the best selection and get that thing done before you get to Starville so you aren't wasting any of your time up here at College Corner. Only four days away from baseball. Man. How excited are you? On a, on, a, on a scale of, you know, one to my nipples could cut glass, how, how excited are you? That glass is, sh- you know, it's just all kind of carved up. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready to go, brother. All right. Then. I look forward to sitting next to you and... Actually, I guess I don't know for sure that yeah, I we don't know what the seating year. arrangements yeah, are out there. I yet. did last year. I assume that maybe it'll be somewhat. The I same. think people know that we're sort of a, a tandem at this point. Uh, they're going to try to keep us together as much yeah, as they can. Yeah, or maybe like the two kids in, in third grade that yeah, always talk. Those two are troublemakers. Yeah, separate them. Separate them. Yeah. I'll be on the, on the other end. Yeah. Be shooting paper airplanes down there to you. Yeah. But pretty but, soon we'll be talking about baseball all the time. And, uh, you know, if you're a baseball fan, even if you're not, be sure you uh, enjoy it. Well, whether you enjoy it or not, go drop us a. Five star, Five star re- review, you know, if you, if you, and, and, and two, I met a lot of thunder and lightning listeners yeah. at the basketball game the other day. Appreciate like meeting all you guys, by the way. So if you ever want to come say hello to Brian and I, come on down. Yeah. You know, we, we, we enjoy that. But Always enjoy We, we would encourage you, you know, if you only talk to other folks about one thing, personally, I would encourage you to try and save their soul so that, yeah. you know, we, well, we do, you do the best you can. But if you're talking about two things, share thunder and lightning with them. Let, let, let's, let's go. We're going worldwide here, people, and tell them to leave a five-star review after they listen. Five-star. Uh, well, we're going to talk about baseball a lot this week, but not right now. Tonight, we're going to talk ba- basketball. And let's start Let's start with the women, actually, uh, because, buddy, that game for about <laughs> – there's a, there's a, for some reason, there's a notepad in front of Joel, and I don't know why it's here. I don't know if Joel needs to be taking notes or, or what. Um, I'm more prepared over here. You're like the genius. You got the, the thing ready. You're going to do some poetry later. Yeah, yeah. Um, Make my notes. I, you know, obviously, you weren't at the women's game, but I was. And I, at the half of that game, I, I'm, I'm thinking, they're going to get run off the court here. This is the most, this is the worst they've played in four years. 
This is the worst half of basketball I've seen a Vic Schaefer, Schaefer team play since Victoria Vivians was a sophomore. Um, they were not playing well. And he, he, he said it pretty succinctly uh, in postgame. He said, we, we got taken to the woodshed in the first half. And he said, I didn't scream much in the second or in the locker room. I just said, you want to go back to the woodshed? Just go back out there and play like you played before. They did not do that. State gave up, uh, I believe, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was 26 points in the, four, the second quarter. They gave up 20 points the rest of the game. They had 10 turnovers at the half. They finished with 11. They completely turned the thing around and did it on the uh, the back of Maya Taylor, who, after Rakia Jackson, really carried the team in the first half. Uh, she was really all state had going. Jessica Carr was in foul trouble. Dan Barry couldn't get anything going. Bibby was 0 for 3 and couldn't get anything, any shots to fall. It was just Rakia Jackson. But in the second half, Maya Taylor scores 16 points in 12 minutes, finishes the day with 16 points, uh, six assists to no turnovers, and three steals. Absolutely harassed Texas A&M to death on the back end of that. Yeah, and Bulldogs get a 69-57 win in a game where they were down by as many as 13, and they end up winning by 11. Uh, completely dominated Texas A&M. 26-8 was the fourth quarter score. State just ran them off the floor, and you know it's an interesting game because A&M star Kennedy Carter did not play in this one, um, and I think she would have made a huge difference. I mean, that that 13 point lead could have easily been 20. 21 points. Yeah. But down the stretch, State figured some things out, and, buddy, they, they they were unstoppable there towards the end. Yeah, and, you know, at this juncture, we've kind of seen similar style games out of State where they start slow or just kind of slog through a game and they just end yeah. up winning. I kind of wonder if this team, at times, doesn't have the mentality that uh, – I don't know how many of you will get the reference I'm about to make, but there is a – YouTube, you can find it on YouTube, you can probably find it on Twitter, um, video of Mike Leach when he was at Texas Tech. And he goes on a locker room, I don't know if rants, what you want to call it or whatever. Profanity lace tirade. Yeah, something like that. He definitely used uh, all of his seven. Yeah, uh, in, 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 in the so first it, minute and a half. So if you ever look it up, um, you, may wanna, yeah, you may want to uh, remove children from the vicinity. But he basically is telling his locker room that every one of them are playing like they think that their crap does not smell. Okay. And uh, he's basically saying that, you know, you all think you made these plays last year. You didn't make those plays. Michael Crabtree made those plays. You didn't do this. So-and-so did this. And and you've now got to be the ones to go out there and make those plays. Sometimes it's Mississippi State women's team. Not all the time. I mean, sometimes they're, they're great. They have the potential to be great. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I wonder if – having that Mississippi State across their chest and the brand that Vic Schaefer has built this team into, if there aren't still moments sometimes where they think they can just – because Tierra McCowan once made those plays and Victoria Vivians once made those plays and, you know, Blair Schaefer, whoever, you go through there, and they think those girls made those plays, so we're going to win kind of – and so it, it – they somewhat, at times, sleepwalk just thinking, we're going to win the game. And, and maybe you saw a little bit of that. I don't want to – I'm not saying that they don't try. or mm-hmm. they, I'm, I'm not saying any of that. But I do think that there's probably a process for some of these girls forced into big roles this year for mm-hmm. the first time. They're so young, yeah. Where you have to understand nothing is given kind of thing. And, and that's so why, I feel like you've seen that every now and then. That's why this game was so impressive. The mental toughness to come back from a yeah. double-digit deficit – like you said, where a game where nothing was going your way. Think about that second quarter. Uh, A&M was 10 of 14 from the floor. 
State, I think I don't have it again in front of me again, but it they shot I think thirty eight percent, so seventy one to thirty eight. I mean that's not good. So they made ten shots in that quarter. A and M made eight shots the rest of the day. So in the final twenty minutes, they made eight shots after making ten and ten. Um, so state whatever they 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 accepted coaching, they put it upon themselves to play better. They figured some things out. You know, Jessica Carter, who was in foul trouble most of the first half, was able to stay out of foul trouble towards the end until the end, and where she she didn't eventually foul out. Maya Taylor picked it up. the The addition about midway through the third quarter of Jayla Hemingway into the lineup provided a little bit of a spark. Robbie Falk mentioned this on Twitter, but Vic Schaefer, he just knows this team. Yeah, like he can and, feel and, the pulse, and, yeah. and what is going to work and what it and, and can change midstream and just. I mean, we say it all the time, but. He is just, from a result standpoint and from an in-game standpoint, he may be the greatest coach in Mississippi State history in any sport. I he, mean, is. He, he just He is, in my opinion. Yeah. No question. And and it's funny how his – this is a coach, and I brought this up before, who benched Victoria Vivians in the NCAA tournament. Put her on the bench. Yeah. And well, yet every, every game I, I get a tweet about, why isn't so-and-so playing? Guys, I think he's got a handle on it. And yeah. I'm, I, I'm the last guy to say trust the coach. Just with the coach, just but trust Vic. Well, I mean, after Morgan Williams saying UConn, she didn't play just a ton in that national yeah. title game. Yeah, that followed it right. Yeah, if I remember right, yeah. she went. I mean, he lot. just he just you know somebody like uh, Andrea Espinosa Hunter, who's a big piece last year. She's not doing anything this year. You know, Chloe Bibby is starting, but she didn't play. In the, I don't think in the entire second half against uh, against Texas A and M. So he, he's he's not afraid, and he's got the depth. He's got people he believes in. Hemingway is a, a girl who has not played very much this year. You know, she's definitely taken a sort of a back seat behind the other two. For, now, Rakia Jackson is sort of a different tier there, but she's definitely taken us a, a little bit behind Matharu and Mingo Young. But today, she comes out there, she she draws a charge, then she uh, goes out and gets a layup, and that was sort of the spark that start, started everything going. And then Maya Taylor takes off, and, and she just goes from there. You know. <laughs> I thought today sort of illustrated one of the weaknesses Schaefer's teams has had the past couple of years, and that's you have guards who are unable or unwilling to take perimeter shots. When A&M's in that zone, Dan Barry and Maya Taylor are not going to start knocking down threes to get you out of that. So if Bibby's not hitting them, then you're in trouble. Um, And that's something that, you know, you look back at some of their losses the past couple of years, teams would just lay off of Jazz Holmes and Jordan Danbury because they know, look, they're not going to shoot threes. I wish that those girls, because I know Maya Taylor, she averaged like 26, 27 points a game in high school. I know she can shoot. Danbury is a great mid-range shooter. I can't believe she can't just take a couple of steps back and hit. I wish they were a little bit more aggressive in terms of taking perimeter shots, but overall you can't complain much. And as I said before, this team returns everybody but Jordan Danbury next year, and they're bringing another McDonald's All-American. You know, It's obvious where things are trending, You know, and they've been trending that way for the past few years under Vic Schaefer. Today was a, a really good one, and you could see it on his face. I, mean, I thought he was going to break down and cry in the press conference. He was really <laughs> emotional. And you saw him, you know, if you watch the game, jumping and hooting and hollering in a way that you don't normally see. Normally if you see Vic Schaefer a- animated, it's just he's taking off his jacket and he's just angry. Yeah. This was happy Vic Schaefer animation. So so happy, in fact, that he did his best Jolty Coleman imitation. He did. It was actually really solid. i got to be totally yeah. honest with you. So big win for MSU. Uh, now they have the week off. Uh, they played three games in a week. Now they have a week off. They're not playing again until uh, Saturday, Sunday when they head up to Lexington to take on Kentucky for another top 25 uh, matchup. Kentucky got run out of the gym, as I recall, today. I think Arkansas, Arkansas yeah. beat them really, really badly. 
Arkansas is a really good team too, and State has to go to Fayetteville to play them. So some uh, some tough games coming up for the for the Bulldogs if they can get through this next stretch of, of Arkansas and, and and Kentucky. I mean, it's you, you finish out with like Alabama, Ole Miss. You got some winnable games. Another trip to Auburn. You got some winnable games to finish out the season. I mean, they legitimately, you know, they might they might finish. I guess what fifteen and one, something like that, and then. South Carolina finishes the year. Uh, they go to Arkansas and then they play Texas A&M at home. Kennedy Carter should be back. It's very possible, not not probable, but it's possible that that State could win the SEC championship. They could yeah. at least be a co-champion because Arkansas or either one of those teams could knock off South Carolina. Yeah, so long way to go. Yeah, not to be too <laughs> coach speaky or whatever, mm-hmm. but all State can do is handle their own business and let the chips fall where they may. So yeah, we'll see. Absolutely. All right, on the men's side of things. Another good win for the Bulldogs, and a game that probably closer than we all thought it was going to be. State had a just a lapse at the end of the first half that allowed Vanderbilt to take a uh, a lead into the locker room, but then they do what they've been doing, and they come out and just take control in the second half. Reggie Perry, another double-double for him, 25 and uh, 11. 11, yeah. And uh, then w- Nick Weatherspoon, not his best day passing the ball, three assists to four turnovers, but 21 points on eight of nine shooting. Incredibly aggressive, continued to get to the cup, uh, really made a difference on a night where Robert Woodard and DJ Stewart were both off. Tyson Carter had a, a decent game; he had 12 points. But for the most part, pretty uh, solid game from those two guys. And those Perry and Weatherspoon were what carried Mississippi State to an 80-70 win over Vanderbilt. Yeah, and Reggie Perry, I don't know that he's had a more complete game. Since yeah, his, he's been his a stat ball. line was incredible: six assists, um, which four well, blocks. Yeah, four blocks. Yeah. Uh, the six assists tied a career high, and I don't know where the four blocks ranked, but. Yeah, and he was, I think, 3 of 4 from three-point range. Uh, I think he was 7 of 10 overall. Uh, knocked down, I'm going by memory here, so I may be one or two all, but I think he was like 8 of 9 at the free throw line, something like that. Um, I mean, just just an all-around dominant showing by Reggie Perry. And I think at this point, got to be the front runner for player of the year. Uh, he has just been outstanding. And... He may have to be because, I mean, State, as we go down the stretch here, State couldn't afford to lose that game on Saturday. We said that going in, and uh, I saw a bracketology today that they were the first four out even after that. Wow, back in the the bubble there. I I, I believe, and I can't remember if that was ESPN or or CBS or who it was, but um, the the, the one that that I I saw that was tweeted out, they, they were the first four out. So, I mean, State couldn't afford to lose at home to Vandy, and they really can't afford many losses down the stretch. So they're going to need that Reggie Perry against Vanderbilt uh, to to show up most nights. Mm -hmm. And if he does, when Reggie Perry plays like that, it's it's awfully tough to beat Mississippi State if he's going to do that because everyone else around him doesn't have to to do all that much. And really outside of of Reggie and, and Nick, no one else really had a humongous night. Right. Um, no. So if Reggie can Carter do that, was only, Carter was the only other player in double figures. Yeah. So it, if Reggie can do that, I mean, it just takes another guy or two, and you can, you can come out with a win. So the the most recent bracketology, the real from Joe Lenardi. Okay. So that may have been CBS Sports, or I, I don't know who it was, but I they, can find it real quick. It still has state. This was updated on the seventh, though. So this would have been updated before the win. So you know, with a win, you can't imagine they dropped out. But they have state as an eleven seed, but in the play-in game. In Dayton, Ohio, taking on uh, Xavier, so that'd be a tough matchup. The winner of that game would go to the St. Louis Regional. If you want to start looking at some sites here, 
uh, to take on Colorado. So interesting matchups there. Um, State number 41 in the net rankings did not move or fall as a result of playing uh, uh, Vanderbilt. And looking at this week for the for the Bulldogs, obviously they travel up to Ole Miss on uh, Saturday. Or I'm sorry, on Tuesday, the Rebels have jumped up ten spots. They're 92 in the uh, the net rankings as we speak. And then Saturday, they State's at Arkansas, right? Ah, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's right. right. So yeah, so State at Arkansas. Arkansas is 38th. Arkansas took a bad loss on uh, on Saturday. So I don't know if these are updated actually because Arkansas it says they were. They only dropped one spot. I find that hard, difficult to believe after losing to Missouri at home that uh, they would they would only drop one spot. Uh, this, this was Lunardi, um, by the way. First four out, Mississippi State. Um, anyway. Okay, so this is okay, something, this is something separate from that. That website. was on his, his Twitter page. Okay. He, he tweeted so then that he's out. Got, so, yeah, so State's got some more work to so do. Yeah, State's, but again, again. If they take care of business down the stretch, they're in. They're in. It's, it is literally that simple. They can, they can, and they can afford a loss. They could probably maybe afford two, but if they if they finish out the way they're supposed to finish out, they're going to go to the NCAA tournament. Simple as that. No questions asked. They're going to get in. Um, yeah, interesting weekend around the SEC. You know, Ole Miss beating Florida. Florida's in trouble. I don't think Florida's going to get in now. And I didn't look at that, but I, Florida's got to be close to out at this point. Uh the Auburn LSU game was as good a college basketball game as all as you'll ever see. Just a fantastic. And I, I've I had gotten away honestly. What is Fl- it? Florida he has as one of the last four buys. Really? Yeah. Yep. What's Florida in the net right now? Florida's down to forty-seven in the net. I don't see that. I don't I, see I that don't holding either, up. But um, the I said Auburn LSU was a really good game. You know, Kentucky took care of its business against Tennessee. Um, Missouri beating Arkansas. Alabama uh, ended up beating Georgia in overtime, but Alabama is just sort of weird right now. They're still in the hunt, though. They're 42. They're, they are literally right behind Mississippi State in the net rankings, and that game is coming up in a couple weeks in Starkville. So, State just needs to take care of their business. That went over. I went up. We talked about, you know, they can afford a loss. I don't know that Alabama's. They need that win, I think. That's That would be a quality win. A Quadrant 2 home win against a team that some people are saying is on the bubble. That, that would be a good win. Yeah. They need that. If they could somehow beat Arkansas, that would be that would almost do it. That would be a quadrant one win. That would be a, a top. There, what? What do you have to be on the road? Seventy, uh, seventy-five. So yeah, so, yeah, so Arkansas is definitely going to be that. Yeah, seventy-five on the road, top fifty for a neutral site, and top thirty at home. So yeah, they got they got some opportunities there. We'll see what happens with the with them the rest of the way. But I thought they played well. You know, they, they, it wasn't even when they were losing. I didn't feel like they was in doubt. Did you? No, never did. Um, in fact, whenever it closed back to a six-point game, I was like, huh, I didn't realize it was that close. <laughs> yeah. It kind of caught me off guard to, to, just, to if, look up it, there and see that it was, was a, a, a friend point. of mine, or actually my cousin, we were in our group text, and he said, when State was up like four or five, he said, he said it feels like we're up 15. Yeah. It just felt like they were in control. And even when they fell behind, it was more about State just playing poorly, as poorly as they could play for a, a five-minute stretch. They didn't think Vanderbilt was really doing, and so when State came back out, it just didn't surprise me at all to see State take control of the game and and take it. It, it just feels like to me, and maybe I'm slanted a little bit because of how how much damage Reggie Perry's been doing to folks lately. I know that we're talking, and they are. I mean, right now Mississippi State, I guess, is the definition of bubble um, at the moment. Yeah, but I just feel like they're better than that. 
Like, I, I just feel like they're better. It, I, it, I just feel like they are a tournament team. It, again, this team's perception is just so hampered by two buzzer beaters going against them. If even one of them had gone their way, they would be squarely in right now. You know, even, if, even if they just beat Oklahoma. You know, Woodard hits that shot. State, I mean, what is Oklahoma's net right now? Let's I mean, and that's another thing. State won this game and, and won it, I don't want to say easily since they were down at half. That's the wrong way to say it, but... I mean, comfortably in the end, basically. And, and Robert Woodard didn't do much of anything. No. Oklahoma's 48, and that counted as a true road game. So this would, that would be another Quadrant 1 win for State if they had yeah. just gotten that game. Obviously, LSU would be a Quadrant 1 win as well. And Either, both, both could have went State's way. Both could have gone State. If they had just gone, one of them had gone State's way, this team is square. We're talking about seeding. We're not talking about are they in. Yeah. You know, we're talking about they'd have to collapse to fall out. So it's you know that's that's what happens when you lose those two non-conference games. And again, La Tech and and uh, New Mexico State look like they're heading towards winning their conference championships, but they're games you should have won. And by not winning them, you gave yourself very little margin for error. And that's sort of where you are right now. You know, you don't have margin for error. You've got to win the games you're favored to win. If you do that, you're going to get in. If you're not, you're just not going to get in. And it's just it's, it literally is that simple for MSU. Luckily, they're very talented and they're playing well right now. And they should be, they should be okay. We'll see what happens. They should be okay. That's that's just sort of the uh, the lesson we have to take from this. One other thing to talk about before we get out of here: softball got off to a, a pretty rousing start this weekend, four and zero on the season. The the start of the Samantha Ricketts era. What's our what's our we, we had fantastic. Now we have uh, terrific. I don't know how it's going to work. <laughs> it's very difficult to say. We, we said before the show that that was a million dollar. That may be know. like a, a five hundred thousand idea. It, it's, 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 not, it's very it's, not a it's very difficult to say. But we, we need to toss that around some more. See what we can do with it. Looking at the, at the, the games this weekend, it looks like they won a lot of them on pitching, which is a huge thing they need this year. You know, last year they had runs, they just could not throw the ball. Uh, this year it looks like pitching. You know, obviously it's early. But they went for they went four games in in three days. They beat one team, uh, Louisville, who was in the NCAA tournament a season ago. Uh, NC State also a Power Five team wasn't in the NCAA tournament, but still a Power Five win. Good start for for the Samantha Ricketts era at Mississippi State. You know, still hitting home runs, still a lot of mashing. But if they can get some pitching going, you know, that's going to be good news. And we we have re, we have to get those girls. We have to get Thunder and Lightning. Yeah, Thunder and Lightning th- has Thunder to Lightning. interview Thunder and Lightning. It, it has, has to, to be happen. that way. What would be great is if we could get a pick with you and I in the middle and like uh, Mia and, and Folly Lou on one side and we uh, Clark and Palmero. Clark and Palmero on the other. That, that could be the new cover photo for sure. We Thunder could, and lightning and thunder and lightning and thunder and lightning. Yeah, so. that's that's a, that, that's a huge storm, is what that is. <laughs> so, uh, gonna be a good week here on uh, on Thunder and Lightning, as they all are. Well, some weeks are better than others, and this is gonna be one of those because. Mississippi State Ole Miss uh, basketball. We'll talk to my good friend and co-worker Brian Scott Rippey uh, tomorrow. We'll preview the uh, Mississippi State Ole Miss game. The Rebels suddenly hot. Two games in a row. They're the hottest team in the SEC. <laughs> Two wins in a row. Uh, they may actually be the hottest team. I guess Auburn is right, is right there with I them. I mean, they're playing really well. I mean, as, as Brian Tyree goes, so go to the Rebels. It is literally that simple. <laughs> um, so we got that. we got a big bath, women's basketball game next week. Big week of, of men's basketball, obviously. Baseball starts up, plus a little football because I did the, the math. It's time to start doing some positional breakdowns, my friend, for the spring. So we'll talk quarterbacks on tomorrow's show. Wow. Yeah. It's that time of year. Also, just a note, uh, because Joel and I will both be at the Ole Miss game, we'll have to record late on a Tuesday night. We'll push the rumblings back to our Thursday show. 
So get your questions on questions in on Wednesday for Thursday's show. That is correct. There you go. Beyond that, have a great Monday, and we'll be back with you on Tuesday. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.